0: hello welcome to in this book uh today we're talking about good morning monster (laughs) good morning monster um, is written by catherine Gildener. gildener gildener yep dr catherine gildener and so we've you know read this book talked about this book and now we're gonna share our thoughts with you um so why don't we start by initial thoughts
1: why did you recommend this book (laughs) (laughs) wow um you know i it
0: wasn't I, i think it was just one of those books that i was browsing through kindle and i was like oh that looks interesting um and i i don't know that i really absorbed what it was about i just thought okay this is cool um, real life, you know, stories from a, um, a therapist and, you know, the, her take on, on things and her experience on different, uh, clients that she's had. Um, she highlighted a a handful and they were some (laughs) really interesting, um, clients. So, but the, the trauma that these people had faced is... I mean, it's almost unthinkable for somebody like me and you Mm -hmm, to have (laughs) Um, gone through that. And then, but the, how, how the author explains it is there are heroes to her. And I guess when I was looking through, you know, this looks interesting. I I read it and I really got into it. And it was one of those like, oh, maybe this will be good, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and I enjoyed it because although I couldn't relate to the characters or the, you know, the, the clients in this book, um, there are aspects that I can relate to. There are thoughts, um, things that the, um, these characters had said that I took a step back and said, no, that's, that's profound that, you know, so when, When we talk about books on on this podcast, we talk about things that kind of strike us, um, quotes that are in the book or um, that really made an impact. So there were so many in this one, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was worth uh, taking a look at.
1: Well, I enjoyed the book because it resonated with the coaching in me. And so how about we start with the first character, Laura, it was to the point where, when she got to the point where she kept defending her dad. Mm. And this man did some horrific things, but she was also looking at, okay. I'm all over the place. Let me get my focus together because there was so much, mm-hmm. so many things. When the doctor took her to the, eighth, the to the classroom with mm-hmm. the 8-year-olds and she was like, "I didn't they're not as grown up." You she was forced to grow up mm-hmm. to take care of her sister. Yeah. She was forced to um look at life as an adult at 9 years old. Yeah. Why, how? you know what I mean? Of course, we could never fathom that we were actual kids. We got to be kids, mm-hmm. but to be grown at eight or nine to have to endure um so many I mean we... before we even get to the part where she was at the doctor's office. Um, getting birth control pills at eight, and no one asked any questions. Yeah. It was like just okay. You can just go ahead and get this. Um, missing school. There was no truant officers to check in on her. Um, going to school not clean. No one saying anything. You know, pulling people aside. I can't mean to tell me there was no programs or nothing to say. Hey, um, and with all those things that was happening, and how that trauma she was able to, she couldn't see it of course, because now when she became the adult, you're still accepting the same behaviors from other people in your life mm-hmm. and how it just <laughs> follows you through. Cause that's what you know. It's all that's you, what know. you know. Um, in fact,
0: one of the quotes in there, um, whatever role we are loved for in our family we will continue to enact it despite the toll it takes so that's that was her pattern um right. she was the the caretaker to her sister right and the this kind of i think shaped her in a like in an amazing way this is the part where she was god she was so young she was a child and she was yes. going to take her own life right And the only thing that stopped her, and she was close. She was. Um, The only thing that stopped her is that her father would then turn to abusing and sexually molesting her her sister sister instead of her. Mm -hmm. So she didn't want to see that. So she stayed alive so that she could save her sister. Right. And, um, you know, so... That was her role that she took on the caretaker and the the person who was abused, so that's the role she took on as a child, and that's the role that she continued to take on as an adult.
1: correct. I think the hardest part too uh for me was listening she was the beauty of it was she was so stead headstrong to make sure, okay, this is my role. I'm going to take care of my sister. I mean, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. We're going to make it through. The hard part about it for me was even when a mirror of her life was put in front of her, no, nah, that's not what that was. Uh, yes, it was. You know what I mean? And for her to finally get it, it was, wow, did you... Did you really get it? And then once she got it, she was able to fix the other broken pieces in her life, you know, and shift that mindset to, you know, from work, being able to get the promotion um, because she was, they were basically squatting on her at work. They were shitting on her at work is what they were doing. Okay. (laughs) Then she had a piece of shit boyfriend. Okay. And she accepted his behavior and giving her herpes like that's okay that's fine oh no worries that's fine oh but he gave me flowers he apologized for it like what yeah that's okay so
0: i mean is there anything that you read about this particular character that struck you as relatable
1: (laughs) the headstrong part because i am too once i make up my mind to do something that's it and the she was in survival mode for yeah. so long. I was in survival mode also. You know, um, being that single parent, just yeah. I just got to make it day to day, make sure we're okay. But tr- turning that into thrive mode, right. you have to shift the mindset to get to thrive mode because you'll stay in survival mode until you just get tired of living there. Because to me, that's just a it becomes normal for doing it so long. Yeah. But then you hit a point of burnout, like, come on, like you start looking at people around you like, okay, when am I going to get it? Like, I, I'm just as smart, yeah. What am I <laughs> going to get it, yeah. right? And you know, it's funny, I, there was something
0: relatable to every character, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's what I think sets us apart though um, is the fact that yes, that, that survival mode is strong. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it well, Mm -hmm. um, I've been there, but the difference is because our childhood was relatively normal and and, I mean, happy, Yes. (laughs) you know, um, we didn't ever, I mean, I'm just speaking for you, (laughs) um, but I never didn't feel loved. Correct. So there's a big shift there. So even in that survival mode, I think for people who have had a healthier foundation, it's easier to pick yourself up and get into that thrive mode. Yes. um, And carry on. Um, Whereas not so easy for, you know.
1: Part of it too, I think when you have at least a parent That says they love you and it's going to be okay. But even her mom, Mm. it was when they finally reconnected and say okay, she was flighty. She was, and her recollection of what was wasn't right. And to protect her mom, Mm -hmm. you're right. No, everything's fine. Come on. So even at nine or two, whenever she went to go visit the mom what once here or there it was she told her mom no that didn't happen no you're right it didn't happen so now i got to protect her she has to protect her mom because her mom can't mentally handle it
0: her mom her sister her sister is
1: (laughs) right well yeah she has to do it all and
0: and then forgave her father
1: yes forgave her father it's okay Forgave, her. but 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 that's the beauty because the forgiveness is, I'm not going to carry this. This your stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move on. I'm, I'm not going to do this. You got it. That's why
0: she's a hero.
1: In, yes, in she is. Book. Yes, she is. But I think- I the, don't think
0: I'm that heroic.
1: But wait, <laughs> the part that bothered me is when her sister said, hey, he did touch me. No, he didn't. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. Like, I didn't go through all that for him to touch you. Yeah. I went through that so he could only yeah. touch me. Yeah. And, but then that explains why the sister's life yeah. went crazy. And she, and, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> and But I think there's still that inner child that still has hope that they can receive the love from the parent.
0: So how about this... Uh this this quote from the book anger is not a feeling it's a defense when you can't acknowledge your true feelings because they're too excruciating you defend against them with anger
1: that's loaded and I but I can see it I can see it and it was so many things that she that's why she was just lived an angry life. It was right. amazing that she even had co-workers that didn't yell at her. Or, you know what I mean? Well, it was because she was
0: very smart and extremely she was good smart. at what she did.
1: Yes, was like let's just not take her off. <laughs> okay, Because because no one can do what she does. Right. But oh my goodness, what kind of life is that? He, I'm surprised she didn't have as many physical ailments. Yep, 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 yep.
0: That was a lot. That was a lot. And that was just the first character. (laughs) Right. So. That was heavy. How about, uh, how about Peter? Peter, um, who, when he did act like a normal toddler, was locked in a
1: And addicts? Oh my goodness. Well, and you I think the beautiful part again, when she basically asked, I believe all the characters or all the her clients, if you had to live over again, would you do it? And they said they would pick the same life because it made them who they were. Yeah. And once again, we were loved. Yeah. So not only were you locked in an attic, you had to use the bathroom on a can that could possibly cut you mm-hmm. get tetanus or whatever, just trying to go to the bathroom.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. The um the thing that I thought was, you know, the most profound thing about Peter was his resiliency and his music. Um, oh, yes. That was his lifeline.
1: Yes. It was, you know?
0: um, realizing that he was different and gifted, um, at an early age, I think was, helped him made him who he was and,
1: and saved his life. Yes. You know, Gave him a livelihood too. Mm -hmm. And also learning how crucial from infancy to five is. You're developing everything, not only language and speech, how do you, the language of love, uh, how do you communicate with others. And it was to the point where his mother just didn't care about anything. I don't want anybody to even know you exist to the point, you know, and that was. Horrific again,
0: and watching his sister um, get all the the love, basically. Right, he didn't get any of it.
1: So, and again, watching how this transforms into adulthood yeah. and learning how to communicate, but then learning how to stand up for himself.
0: Now, there was. You know, when, when he did look back and did a little research and learn about why his mother was so... Cruel. Yeah, I mm-hmm. was going to say evil, but yeah. evil, yeah. cruel, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, that's what she learned. That's what she knew. Right. Um, so when Peter understood that, it was a little easier to forgive her. Right. Um, and again, that that's...
1: That's strong. Um, it was. I think the story that resonated with me more was Danny.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, I was so proud of him. Yeah. Um, and you got a little history lesson in the process. Yeah. Yes. I think that was that that really resonated with me of learning, being taken away. You know, right. you're taken away from what you know, but also paying attention to. Your family, the house is neat and spotless. Mm-hmm. You have a family dynamic. Because this character is different from the other two. Like, he saw the love, he mm-hmm. had the love. You know, his father was teaching him, even though they did things different culturally. You know, when he told his kids, don't follow me, and they followed him anyway. Right. And the sister got caught in a trap. And instead of helping to fix, that's what you get. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. So mm-hmm. she's dragging his limp leg. But, but that's life in the bush. That's life in the bush. It's gonna happen to you. But then still live love in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty of it was you still saw the love. You even felt the love. He explained it, what they did, how they worked together, how they made money, you know, and then to be ripped from their family off the reservation. You know, The reservation and put into school to learn English um, and not speak their native language, which was Cree. And then all the horrific things that happened to him then. Yeah. And, and to be separated from his sister, but then, okay, summertime, you can go back to your parents and then you go back to your parents, but they have no idea the things that have happened to them. I mean, even when he mentioned, the priest did something to me and his mother loved the catholic well, you do not say that about the priest well he can say anything so he had to keep that bottled up and then to move the parents off the reservation too so now what do they do they didn't know how to adapt and change mm-hmm. and then they just withered away and then the love was taken away so that's got to be even harder i think the difference between these stories are Peter and Laura didn't have love. Right. They didn't see it. They didn't know it. Whereas Danny had it and now it's gone from the same people who gave it. It's like now they're shielding themselves and like, no, mm -mm, we can't. You're different from us. Yeah. Well, that
0: wasn't his choice. It wasn't. You know, Um, and it's, it's interesting, you know, you, you brought up the whole, you can't you know you can't the priests are right and correct i think there's still a little bit of that in you know society today and yes it, you know and i've i've you know talked with people who
1: mm-hmm.
0: um will 100 percent rely on nope this this the priest said this this is mm-hmm. this is what <laughs> this is this is real this is fact this is yes you know so we can't go against that or mm-hmm. even doctors right. you know? oh yes um you know and I, I don't know about you but I mean at this point right now you see a doctor and yeah they might have more education than you but this is your body it's yes. not their body right. and you know your body better yes. than anybody else yes um you know I still you know, I've had this conversation, you know, many times um, with people in our generation who mm. <laughs> <laughs> who were taught that doctors are, you know, you don't question them, you know. So I always say, why? Why of don't course. you question? Right. You know? I, and I
1: was taught the same thing. You Okay. So I had a situation where um, my son, okay, I'm a new mom and my baby is not handling the formula well. Okay. Um, And I'm like, okay, this is not working. I take it to the doctor because you're supposed to. And the doctor tells me, just give me apple juice. You're fine. I'm telling you, my baby's constipated. This this is not the case. Mm -hmm. It's the formula. Um, Can you help me change this? No, I'm not. Okay. You're right. And I called my mama (laughs) (laughs) and my mom said, you had a problem with formula when you were a child. So this is what we're going to do. And she slowly incorporated and changed the milk and then he was fine to so the same milk she put me on. Mm-hmm. So it was, go to your mama, your mama, <laughs> go <to> your mama. <laughs> but it was, and then once I changed the doctor, you have to be your own advocate. You, you have to.
0: to. You have I, to. I had a situation where I um, you know, had a, a, a labor repair. Um, well, I had a tear in my hip and I, I know my body, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been an athlete. I've, you know, been Mm -hmm. a body worker. I know my body. So I go to a ortho and he says, uh, he have you tried yoga? And I'm like, are you, did you read my chart? (laughs) Um, he said, I think it's a torn adductor, physical therapy. You'll be fine. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a, I think it's a torn labrum um he didn't agree with me and um so i got a second opinion mm-hmm. um then ended up in surgery would you know that it was a labral tear i was right See? and it was 90 percent torn when they got in there Ooh, so it wasn't
1: just little a little torn. Bit, yeah <laughs> it
0: was hanging on so but if i didn't trust my gut Correct. here we go come mm-hmm. back to trusting your gut right. and question And get another opinion because I felt like that's what I needed to do, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't have gotten the proper care. Correct. You know, so they just don't have enough time Mm -hmm. um, to really sit down with you and listen and evaluate properly. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have to know. um, You know, so, but it it goes back to, you know, poor Danny, you know, he couldn't even be truthful and say, this happened to me. Right. And that's, I think that still happens, unfortunately, today. It does. Um, I don't think that's ever happened to me with my parents. I don't think I've ever come home and said this happened and they didn't believe me. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I could tell you that it would feel awful.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But but once again, once your your parents know you and once again, you have the love and support okay let's do this the I believe in Danny's case they were so jaded mm. by the fact that now they're learning English they're not no longer staying true to the heritage not realizing it was literally beaten out of them you know um and
0: well part of that is recognizing that 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 horrible thing happened to your. Child, Child. right. (laughs) You know, your children, because he had a (laughs) sister. right. So if that, if you have to face that and recognize it, then you also have to face your actions or inactions and your responsibility in that. Correct. Now, I mean, what could they have done? The government took all of these children. Yes. So what could they have done? But as a parent, (laughs) that guilt of not doing anything Maybe even sacrificing your life to hopefully do something Mm -hmm. is guilt. Correct. You know, so you can kind of understand why Mm -hmm. they, you know, ended up in that state and, and not acknowledging it.
1: I think the hardest part for me as a mom looking at that story okay, so the government takes my children from me, and then they had some more kids. But as much as I was taught and raised to live in the bush and do things, mom was always making things. Well, I'm gonna start learning how to make something and learn what can I do legally here? What am I able to do? And I'm gonna figure something out and still keep my traditional life some type of way. You know what I mean? Okay, the husband couldn't go out in the bush and do those things, but some of those skills, how are they transferable? How can you do something else? Because remember, when Danny came home, then the house was messy, mm-hmm. filthy, depression set in, and what, he stayed away. That was the best thing to protect himself. Mm-hmm. But then he just was void of all emotion after a while. Yeah. And then that's how that translates into relationships. Wife and daughter killed, and is oh, okay, let's go ahead to work. Wait, what? Yeah. But you, after hearing her story, it makes sense. Like anytime you try to express anything, no one believes you, no one wants to talk to you. And then the people you chose to trust, like the priest molest you, do all kind of things to you. So it's best, I'm gonna just keep everything bottled in, mind my business and stay to myself. But then the gifts that he had to be able to, that his boss trusted him so much, mm-hmm. Because he can get the job done. The skill he had. You you beat up robbers like what? Man. Catch him on any day. Watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think um I he resonated with me because he was a hero for me. Yeah. Despite what happened. And I think when you've had love and then it's gone, that's the worst kind of hurt. Because yeah. you know what it's like. You how can I get that back? Versus the other character you know stories they didn't know. Right. So this this is just how life is okay. Mm. To me that was the hardest. But the most relatable I understood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean and we didn't even get to the other two characters, (laughs) um, which is, which is a good thing. Maybe we, we shared enough for, um, you know, for our listeners to go out and maybe read it and, you know, and then find us on socials and, and, uh, uh, share your thoughts. Please, This is, uh, yeah. And then, you know, find us on Instagram, uh, in this book, the podcast at Instagram. Um, share with us your thoughts on what you'd like to hear and share with us what you thought about this particular book and maybe the other characters that we didn't get to. Yes. So I think that's a good place to put a bookmark in there and uh, see you next time. See you next episode.